Welcome to Season 2 of Visiting's radio show, where we talk to artists who are engaged with the public outside the traditional exhibition space. I'm Alan Nakagawa. Miriam Hosenzade is an artist who collaborates with communities through the collective Shared Studios. In recent years, they have coordinated with an international network called Portals. In my interview with Miriam, she describes what the Portals project is, but details about it and other Shared Studio projects can be viewed at www.sharedstudios.com. My name is Miriam Hosanzade, and I am a student of Los Angeles in many ways, as well as a native, and I am also a, um, right now, I'm uh, one of two portal curators for the LA portal um, for Shared Studios, and I've worked in different public related roles over time, connecting with like art and history, dialogue and place, and yeah. So the portal came to LA probably in February 2017. Okay. And I started doing stuff with the portal in April. Um, And it was at Grand Park at the time. Okay. So it was at Grand Park for two weeks of like two Monday, Sunday through Saturday, two solid everyday weeks um, of connections, basically starting it from 8 a.m. to about 2 p.m. We were active every day. And it was really good timing, both because the portal does international connections um, all around the world. So sometimes like seriously, like an 8 a.m. connection is amazing because you can connect with another place. You know, people were showing up too because there were a lot of county workers who'd arrive super early to work mm-hmm. and then they'd like come out for their coffee break at 8 a.m. And oh. like people were signing up and, you know, and all of that. And then... Um, was it near the Starbucks over there? It was pretty close to the Starbucks. It was close enough so that when I needed to run, I was also the only person really working on site except for Grand Park staff. But I was the only person who could like facilitate the conversations in the portal. So sometimes I and we'd li- leave people in for like fifteen minutes. So if I needed to like make a quick run, I would always like be like, okay, I'm like really hungry right now. <laughs> I really have to go get a coffee. It's been a long oh day. So I'd, I'd get there at like seven a.m. and like open things up and like get ready for the day. Fourteen so, days in a row. Fourteen days in a row. It was yeah. like an endurance test, wow. and it was also too, um, considering like I basically. I hadn't worked in the portal before that. Mm-hmm. So I was also like learning all of the technology and like learning all the wow. ins and outs of like how to get it up. And it was, but it was really amazing to see how people um, reacted to it, right? So um, I guess I should probably describe it. Yeah. Because maybe people it? don't know what the portal is. They're like, oh, you're in the portal. Like people are reacting. There was a portal in Grand Park. There's actually one amazing kid who came by. I remember when it was. Um, when I was wrapping up for the day and he was about five um, and he was like what is this and I was like it's a portal and he's like it's a portal 
oh my god like i know what those are because i guess they're really popular in like some kids show right now oh or something or in like some kids book series or something he's like oh i know what a portal is like oh yeah you don't have to tell me what that is (laughs) and he's like so where does it take me you know he's like totally blurring this idea of like fantasy and reality and it's funny that the name of this is a portal and I, I kind of love this about this because basically it's so – it's digital, but there's also something about it that's really physical, tactile. Like it's very analog. Like it's something you walk inside to. And I love that um, that kind of combination of how simple it actually is to make the connection. Mm. And it's just about having space and the equipment. And it's very basic equipment, so I'll describe it. So basically the portal is a gigantic gold shipping container. So this is a gold shipping container that was sitting in the middle of Grand Park. um, And people were able to come in and out of it um, in 15-minute segments at the time um, or however long they wanted to stay. But we were having people sign up to kind of do some sort of, you know, crowd control. Because originally the idea – um, is that it's a one-on-one connection between two people who wouldn't otherwise ever get to meet. That's like the portal in its most basic form. So as part of this, it's a big old shipping container that you literally, it has a Mac Mini, it has a projector, it has a, you know, a mini, like a little like USB camera, like really like USB 3.0 camera, like really basic um, stuff. Um and a piece of drywall, like a movable wall that's drywall um, that the camera is set into. And every portal is pretty much identical. Um, and so you feel like you're sharing the same space. Generally, there's like gray carpeting on the walls. And there'll be a similarly sort of gray carpeted space or also a space that maybe doesn't have um, if there's not, if we are not able to have a portal somewhere for whatever reason, like the actual physical thing, there'll be things that kind of represent it. They'll have like a gold curtain on the other side and then they'll have, you know, let's say chairs set up and it'll be sort of like a, you know, almost like a little bit of like a black, black box kind of space where mm-hmm. it's just very kind of um, simple because when you take away sort of any of the distraction of the setting, you can really focus on what the conversation is and you can get into a conversation and people would you know go in for 15 minutes and be like time completely passed and where were they connecting to they're connecting to locations where we have other portals um so one of the main locations we connected to well there are two places we connected to a lot during that time period with the early mornings and one was Erbili rock and the other was where's gaza gaza and the other was gaza um city and in uh gaza and uh, so Erbil is a um, it is a UNICEF refugee camp located. I'm not sure how many kilometers from Mosul, but we were working with and connecting with people who lived there. Um, and the curator there is named Rami, um, and he's super amazing, and he's about 20 years old he's like a computer science student and he's actively as a student he's also a ref he's also a, grew up in Mosul um and is a refugee living in the camp in Erbil um you know many kilometers from his home 
Wow. So he is, um, yeah, and he, he is, he'd bring friends in. We'd do programs, like, and sometimes people would just come in and, like, talk. And so it was this amazing, I think, experience for people to, like, kind of realize some of these connections of places. We also connected a few times with our portal that's at a university in Afghanistan, in Herat, Afghanistan. Um, at the time, for a, you know, when sometimes they'll bring in musicians, and like we sometimes have done music exchanges where we would bring in musicians. So people would sort of have a different experience every time. Um, but the core of it is really like a, often like a conversational connection. Sometimes it's translated if necessary. Um, and sometimes it's not necessary to translate, right? Because LA, that's why this is such an amazing place. LA is such an amazing place to have this because there are so many languages that we have in Los Angeles. So. So the portal just recently ended its time at Mercado La Paloma. Um, and, uh, Mercado La, La Paloma is, and Mercado La Paloma is an amazing space in South LA that is located, um, not too far from the DMV <laughs> and also pretty close, like really close to the DMV. You might've seen the, this back of it as a mural off the, off the freeway as you're trying to get on there at exposition onto the 110 near the DMV um and then also it's you know located around a lot of different it's located near the expo center it's located near um near the you know exposition park so the California African American Museum and the California Science Center and the Natural History Museum and that whole complex it's not too far from there but moreover Mercado La Paloma is an amazing place that is an economic development incubator like a for local economic development in a sense um, that was developed out of our amazing host that we worked with there which is Esperanza Community Housing Corporation that developed Mercado La Paloma that does affordable housing um, and operates buildings and things like that. But they also took over the amazing, um, you know, we worked with amazing people there like Nancy Halperin Ibrahim, who's their executive director, and Jadira, um, whose last name I am blanking on. Uh, I think Jadira Arevalo, possibly. I need to look up her last name right now. I'm so sorry, Jadira, but she's like such an amazing person um, who's worked with Mercado for a very long time doing a lot of their cultural programming. So they were our hosts there and allowed us to kind of have the portal on their property. And we worked with them to sort of create different programs that both utilize the portal for the use of um, folks who come in and out of the building. There's a lot of nonprofits doing amazing justice work um, in that building. Um, so we worked with them to both facilitate some of that connection as well as connection with some of the, um, the storekeepers and shopkeepers and a lot of artists that they've worked with in the past. Balls. Yeah, they have an amazing show with the Center for the Study of Political Graphics right now that's up. All of their walls, are, I think, Carol. are, uh, yeah, 
yeah, there's, yeah, um, they, all their walls, I think they always will use for ex- different types of exhibits oh, and things like that. Everything inside. And right now is like 50 years. I, I can look up the exact name of it, but right now it's like sort of like a, a review of 50 years of posters, political posters mm. around like uh, police brutality, police injustice, sort of. And it's a new show. It's 100% new, and I think it's open, like it hasn't been anywhere else but there. And I think it's open through, it's open for a while, at least mm-hmm. all summer. So definitely people should go check that show out. They have restaurants. And, and they have cafes, restaurants. They have, bar, so this is the, yeah, this is like the economic shop. incubator part, which is they have, you can even get your taxes done there. Okay. They have, there's a tax accountant. <laughs> There's an alterations place. There's a That's place a you can good get alterations little. Place. She's amazing. I've used Gloria that. Yeah. is awesome at alteration. Is awesome. You know, I had a little hole in something I brought in around the holidays because we actually got to be there for six months, oh. and she like fixed it right away yeah, on the spot. She's... And I was like, I didn't expect you to do that. So it's near all these county offices, So um, and it's near USC, so you have like a lot of different types of people coming through the marketplace at any given time. A big lunch rush, a big lunch crowd. Um, you just have a, a huge mix of people, which is why it was so amazing to have. There's also a lot of um, transitional housing. There's a lot of people, unfortunately, living who have been, had to live on, live on the street, so there's different things so you just have a huge cross-section of people the offices amity foundation which is an amazing foundation working with people who were recently um incarcerated and are transitioning dignity and power now um which also works around jail system reform um and was founded by patrice colors you know, it's an amazing, with an amazing staff. And we actually ended up there. And so this goes back to, so I was working on this. I do want to say too, because I haven't mentioned this yet. I wasn't working on this by myself. And like a large part of what we were doing at Mercado La Paloma was with my co-curator, Aparna Bockley, who who actually, who couldn't be here today because she's traveling, but she told me I should just go ahead and meet up with you. Shout out to Aparna. Uh, Woo, Aparna. But is an amazing, like, artist and activist and she joined up with the portal in September sort of and so and she largely because I now I'm working 100% full-time in a different location she largely was doing a lot of the a lot of the groundwork at Mercado and we were you know sort of conceptualizing programs together and then she was really working so closely with Jadita and Nancy to make everything really happened there um and that was two months um that just concluded from like a grant we were lucky to have with dca which was the arts activation fund grant so um as part of a project uh of two amazing women professors tracy mears and veshla weaver so um from yale Yale. so and that was part of a more local network of four portals los angeles milwaukee baltimore and mexico city 
where we were basically opening up time for people to come in and have a private conversation around their ex- with somebody else who's just walking in wow. around their experiences of policing and communities. And so the partnership with the law library was really amazing because there are so many people. Well, it was twofold. It was amazing. A, there are so many people coming there who've had experiences with the legal system who are either coming to one of their free workshops. The LA Law Library is a nonprofit and it's part of the count, but it's also part of the county. Um, so it's the Los Angeles County Law Library. It's 100% open to the public. They offer a lot of free workshops, both in English and Spanish, um, as well as, um, you know, there's one, I think there's like one Friday a month where all day they bring in attorneys and you can go take a number and sign up and meet with an attorney there if you need it for free sort of legal advice on something like that. There's a lot of people coming from the courts who are referred um, to come down there and there's a lot of people doing research, self-representing and also because libraries are like the new social service center, like speaking of you know, the homeless homelessness and the homeless crisis, and especially its location, the Law Library's location in downtown LA, there were a lot of people who would come every single day to the Law Library um, and spend all day there because it was middle of summer. It was last year at this time. It was hot middle of summer. So it's kind of like a safe zone as well. Yeah. yeah. Clean bathrooms, and quiet, computer access. And not as busy as like some of the other libraries, sort of because it's like a little bit of a hidden spot. So people mm. literally could just bring in their stuff and find their space um, and be there all day until the library closed. So, And so the portal was there? For... The portal was there from June, the beginning of June through mid-September. And then in mid-November, we came to Cal State Dominguez House. So it's like interesting because, right, so there's all these little networks in L.A. and there's all these different ways that people kind of like flit in and out. So that's kind of why the portal is so amazing here because you can kind of find your little micro community, right? Your little sub community at Cal State Dominguez Hills working with all the students. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we hosted interns too um, who were not interns, sorry, they were fellows through the Praxis program Ah, um, of Devin Suno. So Devin was the host that really helped make everything happen there along with I think Jim Cavill who he works so closely with there and um, everyone, you know, we all know Devin's awesome. So he helped really get us there and get it in fast because he felt like it would be a great resource for the students and also for the community, local community um, and connecting outside of the campus, but also connecting outside of campus with inside of campus, which is a lot of what his program does. Can you give me one memorable moment? when it was at Cal State Dominguez Hills? Because that, that population is students, right? That That's, population is university. students, yeah. and they were busy students. Um, oh, God. There were a few things we did. One thing that was really fun that we did there outside of the dialogues, well, there were a few things that related to both the criminal justice dialogues as well as something else. But one thing we did that was really fun there was we actually did like a – 
two of the curators who are in Baltimore, who we're connecting with on a regular basis, okay. Mel in Georgia, um, basically did like flash crits for his students who'd come in with their image in five minutes and we oh. orchestrated this whole thing <laughs> by like taking photos of them That's outside, great. uploading them to Google because they wow. couldn't see them super clearly uh-huh. enough. So we'd like take the photo, upload it to Google Docs. Like we're using all these basic things, right? Like Mac Mini, the drywall, Google Docs. Like it's all this stuff that's very open source Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Like, right? I mean, it's not totally open source. We do all our connections through Zoom, which is a free software. We use free version of Slack to all communicate with each other. But anyway, sort of like we're doing all those things. But like um, there's – yeah, so we'd like upload it to Google. So there's photos. nothing about it that's proprietary. Not really. Right. Yeah. In, In terms sense. of what we're using. I right. mean, I think the idea is like, you know, the idea is basically, hey, we have this kind of network that's developed and anybody and how a new portal starts is someone basically in another city, someone says, I want to make a portal. <laughs> how can we make this happen and then looking at that local way of like that local group might say they have they figure out how to organize to make the you know sort of the funding and the build out happen and connect like if an individual says that then they start maybe connecting with organizations in the area that might be interested in hosting it and finding ways to get that to happen But yeah, it was really fun. So they were just like saying this and saying this and saying this, and the student was the student would present their work, and then um, and it was an opportunity for some of these students to kind of get to kind of interact with the curators in like a different way, and right. like kind of also hear somebody's perspective on their work. Right. It's like seeing it really quickly. So that was really fun. And then a lot of the amazing fellows um, we have we hosted three. We're doing conversation circles outside of the portal while some of the dialogues were going on inside the portal and they all chose things that related to their creative practice in some way and looked at how um how and how that was influenced by like like sort of you know one girl did it on like the criminal justice system and mental health another um so that was i'm trying to think of the student's name right now I think her name was Sophia. Okay. I feel bad. And then another student, Isai, who maybe, I don't know if you've gotten to meet any of the students I have there. not. I've yeah. started the moment school ended. Right. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Maybe you'll meet them in the future. So, that's I why I was so. trying to remember the name yeah, of the student because I, so. I was like, I'm yeah, amazed that you be... memorize all these names. I know. It's, it's fa- really hard. Fantastic. I forget a lot of them. So, anyway. Yeah. He, he does a lot of work and his family does a lot of work around like car customization and okay. like it's this like family, you know, lineage of, of that and like and a lot of his artwork also. He's done a lot of like artwork and, you know, drawings and things related to like cars and car customization and that culture. So we talked about that. He talked about that in criminalization and how that plays oh. in. And then the last... Um, a student did it on um, biracial parenting because mm. she's the mother of a biracial son. So, and like biraciality and criminal justice system and how that, yeah. 
So they kind of all picked it, and we sort of just let them kind of, you know, guided them a little bit, Aparna and I. Um, And that was was an interesting – so the portal is like an experiment, both for the people who get to come in and experience it, Mm -hmm. as well as for the curators to kind of figure out different – what the – set. it's really about, like, when you come down, it's really like, what's the setting? Who are we going to connect with? Who's coming to us, Mm -hmm. too? And, like, looking at – like how do we share that with other other individuals in other cities and find that kind of commonality and create a dialogue around something that might be happening there or might be happening in Los Angeles that's an intimate dialogue because the portal only really fits like maximum six people in it because it's not a big shipping container it's just You know, it's not terrifically wide or anything, you know. Amar Bakshi is the person who came up with the whole idea of the portals and creating this network. Oh, can you tell me a little bit about that artist? And he's in New York, too. Okay. Um... But I think he's originally from D.C. So there's like all these just different and we've been at all these different institutions and like we've been at like hotels. We've been at like places like Mercado. I think right now it's at Oakland. One of them is at Oakland International High School. We're in, you know, a university in Afghanistan. We have one in they even had one at one point, like a portal screen in Tempelhof um, in Berlin in the airport where there's so many refugees. So there's been a lot of work around refugee issues, international refugee issues. Um, There are portals upcoming in, um, yeah. I have a whole list actually that Jake sent to me. I could like pick a few and read them off to you. They're upcoming and there, or there's like portal ideas that are, they're, they're trying to figure out how to logistically kind of make it happen because there's, like I said, there's been interest in that place Mm. to have a portal sort of right right wow so and it's like and it's funny when you think about like okay the la county fair but like imagine like all the different kinds of people who are going through the county fair Mm -hmm. in pomona it'll be the first time the portal has been like in adjacent to inland empire you know and but anyway so when all the different types of people with these different experiences and the different organizations and like the history of even like something like the fair in los angeles as like, and that being an agricultural area with like Cal Poly Pomona having like the whole agricultural school element. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you know, there's so much to kind of like everything from like sort of like the mundane to like things that really dial in and like dial down to like how a place connects to the larger world. Mercado, there were there were instances where people who didn't even know about it would walk in. Oh yeah, so often. you're gonna get a lot of that. At you're the, gonna get a lot of that. Fair, yeah, yeah. and we got have... a lot of that at Grand Park too. We but, got a lot of school kids coming in, and like the county fair is a, in my mind, it's a specific environment where people are paying to get into a place and entertain themselves and their families. Right. In a fair. Right. And what the portal will bring is this completely uh, unique subtext. Right. To, you know, 
today. Right. Right. And then when you think about it too, like, it's just sort of, yeah, I mean, that's why it's like, it's just, it's funny because it's like, it's very sort of uh, physical in a lot of ways, like entering into this space and like sharing this space with someone. But then it's like, when you think about too, like the origin, the, like the, the difficult origins of fairs or like, you know, um, God, we could like go back, like now I'm like talking rambling about the camera obscura. Again, like when you think about like the way that like it actually connects, like I never really oh, made that connection absolutely. until right now. Yeah, <laughs> but it I does connect. Yeah, that. yeah, it yeah. does. The camera obscura really connects like to this like absolutely. sort of like moving picture, moving image, visioning. And like so many of those things were so popular or popularized or shared at like World's Fairs, you know, when you think about like the 1800s. You know, in like 1893 Columbian Exposition. I don't know if they had a camera obscura like that there. I don't think that camera obscura was from there. But it was like this like way of like looking at the world. And when you think about like the L.A. County Fair and like, yeah, there's agricultural affairs. But also this kind of brings in this like international element of it. And it was very problematic the way World's Fair has brought in international elements. Like I don't want to like stray away from that. It always has been. Because there wasn't that actual personal connection. There wasn't that dialogue. It would be like a stylized example You know, when you think about the Columbian Exposition and, like, craftsmen being, like, sort of brought in there, like, and materials brought in ocean and then overland and the way it influenced architecture in Chicago or influenced architecture then cycled down to influence architecture in, like, Los Angeles, Um, you know, the way – and the way it was, like, sort of – focused on in this like sort of it was stereotyped like I'm trying to think of the right word it was stereotyped mm-hmm. it was a stereotyped interpretation often but it was also very real because right. it was like these were you know when I'm thinking about the building of like uh you know just like the connection between craftsman architecture that was influenced by green and green who watched Japanese craftsmen build the tea houses um you know, that they were actually building them at the Columbian Exposition that, you know, were kind of brought in when you think about that. And we're sitting in this craftsman sort of bungalow house right now. So I'm making that kind of connection. That concludes another episode of Visitings. Thanks to Miriam Hosenzade for taking the time to speak with us. Again, you can learn more about their work at sharedstudios.com. You can find more episodes of Visiting's radio show at SoundCloud, iTunes, dublab.com, or our website, visitings.net. If you visit us on SoundCloud or iTunes, please leave a comment so more people can learn about our show. Thanks, as always, to the Echo Park Film Center and Dublab for their support. I'm Alan Nakagawa, sitting in my living room in Koreatown, saying thank you for listening to Visitings.